0: Welcome to Real Time Real Estate, a podcast brought to you by St. Louis Realtors, your voice for real estate. Hi, everyone. I just want to give a quick editor's note before we jump into the episode today. Around the five minute mark, there is some sensitive material briefly discussed, so listener discretion is advised. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoy the episode.
1: My name is Dan Wonder, and I'm the Director of Marketing and Communications here at St. Louis Realtors.
0: And I'm Kylie Beasley, Communications Specialist and Podcast Producer.
1: Today, we are joined by two of the National Association of Realtors 30 Under 30 recipients to talk about one of my favorite topics haunted houses or as they're otherwise known as, stigmatized properties. Thank you guys so much for being here today with us. To kick things off, if we can just get a brief introduction of who you are, where you're from, and how about a movie that scares you.
2: My name is Kale Walker. I'm from Omaha, Nebraska. And a movie that really scares me, I'll be honest, I don't watch a lot of horror movies. The only movie that really comes to mind that just gave me... The chills back in the day was that movie it with the clowns.
0: Oh, that's a good one.
2: That's
3: a very creepy movie. Yep. <laughs> Hi, I'm Samantha Plomer from Houston, Texas, and um I went to the Exorcism of Emily Rose in seventh grade, and I have not been able to sleep through the three o'clock witching hour since then. <laughs> So you can catch me up at 2.59 every single night.
1: There's always something creepy going on at 3 a.m. it seems like.
3: Yeah, there is.
1: This is going to be kind of a hypothetical situation for you guys, but say if you had a potential client approach you about selling their house in your town, beautiful historic property, three floors, five bedrooms, four and a half baths, sits on a hilltop with stunning views of the city. The only thing with the property, though, it's known to be haunted by most of the people in the community weird lights can be seen in the windows at night, screams and moans can be heard by neighbors, and a few years ago they even discovered that it was built on an old burial ground. How might you go about selling a property with that type of stigma?
2: I mean, the first thing that comes to mind for me is you just got to own it. I mean, I think I would I don't think you can hide it. If the community is if if it's known in the community that it's haunted and, you know, there's screams and moans, I mean, how do you hide that? It's almost <laughs> like you got to just you know, yeah. like maybe market it that it is a hundred. I mean, I don't know cause yeah. maybe somebody wants Not that an house idea. and maybe they want to turn it into a haunted house. I mean, I just feel like you kind of got to own it <laughs> and go with it. Maybe that's kind of,
3: and I'm like, thinking. first I'm going to sage it before I enter the property. Just <laughs> some light staging. Um, but yeah, that's what I was kind of saying. Like play it up. Like, yeah. If people know about it, like, don't try it and hide it because everything's on the internet nowadays. So they're probably going to look it up and see, you know, mass murderer lived here. So let's just play it up. See what happens. Yeah,
2: because some people are into that. I mean, Super people that. love the haunted houses. There are the movies and all that stuff. Maybe you just, it's going to probably take a specific buyer, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe you just got to market it for that buyer and find them. Might take longer to sell, but. You know, I think he's going to own it. (laughs) Sure, and I mean, I
1: know like here in St. Louis, there's a a very famous property down in the city called the Limp Mansion. They actually converted it to a restaurant a few years ago in Bed and Breakfast, and their big selling point for their customers now is that it is haunted. So I think that's one of those instances of, you know, finding somebody Uh that's interested in that sort of thing. Yeah, make it into an experience.
3: their lifestyle. Like maybe they also sleep in a coffin at night. I don't know.
1: Have you or a colleague ever had a run-in with a stigmatized property? Um, what was that property known for? And how did they or yourself work with the buyer or seller of that property?
3: So we have um, a house in Houston that was listed this year. Um, and it was a Candyman's house. So he Ooh. murdered over 28 people in this house, young men in this house. Um, and it sold... You know, if it's priced right, everything will sell. <laughs> um, so it sold this year. It was about thirty-three days on the market and sold for right at asking. Oh, so wow. Wow. you know, you <laughs> priced it right, people maybe not read the entire sellers disclosure saying that there was a murder on the property, or all of the no- local news that decided to cover it as well. But it sold.
1: So we ended up looking into Missouri law to get a better understanding of what a stigmatized property might officially be. Um, Interestingly, they actually call it in the law, psychologically impacted real estate. Um, Those properties, though, could include um, places where someone might have had an autoimmune deficiency or some sort of disease like HIV. Um, Basically, diseases that medical evidence has proven cannot be transmitted just through occupying that space. Um, Or on the more, I think, obvious note, this could be real estate that there has been a homicide in, there has been some sort of felony in that place, um, someone committed suicide, and then obviously you also have the, the aspect of it could be a property that is considered, you know, haunted, there's poltergeist activity. But the interesting thing is, is that the Missouri law actually does call out um, verbatim, no cause of action shall arise, nor may any action be brought against any real estate agent or broker, for the failure to disclose to a buyer or other transferee of real estate that the transferred real property was a psychologically impacted property. So basically, we even conferred with the Missouri legal line to make sure that we understood it correctly. If you're selling a home that has that stigma, you technically don't have to disclose it here in Missouri. Um, But it was interesting because the Missouri legal line actually did specifically call out um, uh, when we reached out to them that it might not be a bad idea, though, for the seller of that home to disclose sometime just because it can create kind of a level of trust between the buyer and seller and just kind of have like a mutual understanding, you know, that, hey, you know, we recognize this happened and we're trying to be as upfront as possible about something. But technically speaking, I mean, if, if the seller doesn't disclose it, I'm, it, you can't take legal action against the people selling that property.
0: So all that said, is that something that you would have to disclose in Texas and Nebraska?
3: So in Texas, we have to disclose if there was unnatural deaths on the property. Oh, interesting. So if someone was like, you know, an older person and they died in their sleep, we don't have to disclose that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if someone got murdered in the house, we do have to disclose it on our seller's disclosure. And so I looked up her seller's disclosure because I was just curious to see what she put. And she put, there was a death in the early 70s on the seller's disclosure. Mm. And I was like, there was quite a bit of deaths (laughs) in the early 70s, Um, but to each their own. But yes, that's something that we do have to disclose in the state of Texas.
2: We do not have to disclose if there was a death in the house or, or, or a murder in the house. I did actually sell, was that 2021? I think it was 2021. Um, there was a murder in in a house that I had to sell. The the mom moved to Illinois somewhere. The dad stayed home. They were getting a divorce. They were splitting up. Sure. Kids stayed home with dad uh, in Omaha, Nebraska. And dad went crazy, killed his two kids in the house, left them in the Mm. house, uh, fled to California, um, and the house ended up selling over asking price. Oh, wow. This was Mid COVID, you know, not mid COVID, but sure. it was that time when the market was absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. So, as far as I know, they're still living in the house. Price no problems, it right, it'll be fine, <laughs> like yeah, you right. said. Yeah, two kids did die in the house,
1: and it still sold quickly. So no I, problems. That, there. That, I was gonna say that's been something that I, to me, has been very interesting during this time frame. With as hot as the market has been these past years, that it's like it doesn't matter what that property was it they seem to be selling quick so you know if you look at it almost probably before covid something like that I can imagine probably would have sat for a long time probably mm-hmm.
3: yeah I mean our median price point in the Houston area is like over four hundred thousand oh, wow and so this property was listed for 185 thousand so anything under 200 in Houston is going to sell wow. kind of it's no matter up. what happens yeah. in it <laughs> <laughs>
1: Do you guys know any handy tips or tricks that you'd be able to share with us on maybe trying to market a stigmatized property?
2: For me, the one that I sold, I didn't do any crazy marketing or anything. I just marketed it as, as it was, you know, sure. so I'm not sure if I have any strategic tips or anything, but I just marketed it as it was. Obviously all the neighbors in the area knew what was going on. So they were talking to the buyers that would come mm-hmm. up and tell them, and you could look it up on the news. It was a huge story, uh, locally at least. So I- I don't have any tips because all I did was put on the market and sold. (laughs) Maybe that's the trick.
0: Yeah. Don't overthink it, right? Yeah, Yeah, exactly.
3: Absolutely don't overthink it. Um, But I was kind of saying, too, like, just depending on, you know, when it happened, how many people know about this, like, is it kind of, like, well-known to people? We have a lot of people moving from out of state into our market, and so they might not know, like, the the local news. They might Mm -hmm. have not seen that article. Um, So... Sometimes it's okay to just put it on the market and see what happens, right? And if it's not moving, then maybe we do something and really play it up.
1: (laughs) Yep. Awesome points. Awesome points. Um, So last question for you guys. Cities across the U.S. can sometimes have well-known blighted areas that are stigmatized beyond just a single property but whole communities. How would you work with a client who is interested in buying a home in that area but might have some reservations?
3: I would just give them all of the information, right? Our our job primarily is to educate people so they can make an informed decision Absolutely. on buying or selling their property, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so just educating them on, you know, public information, right? Like, hey, you can look up statistics over here. You can look up demographics over here. You can look up maybe news articles or things that, um, you know, are public knowledge and just educating them on Kind of those certain areas um, we don't have. We have quite a bit of different areas in our market as well, and people know about them. But it's not necessarily something that you're like, oh, we don't say that out loud, right? You're like, shh. But it's it's something that you do have to bring up with your clients, like, hey, like if you go to sell this again, this might be something that someone is thinking about when they coming coming into the area, right? So it's sure. your job to educate them, make sure they make informed decisions. Um, just so it's best for, for them, obviously. Yeah, I don't
2: know what more I could say about that. I mean, off of what she said, you just <laughs> got to uh, give the information to the, to the client and, and kind of let them you know, do what they want with that. So I, I can't say much more than what Samantha <laughs> said.
1: <laughs> hey, that's fine. That's totally fine. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us here today at St. Louis Realtors and for taking part in our YPN 30 Under 30 panel that we do every year. To our listeners out there, thank you for listening to this episode. And if you have any stories about stigmatized properties or haunted houses you want to share with us, please send them our way at marketing at stlrealtors.com. And again, thank you guys so much for being here with us today. You're welcome. Oh,
3: thank you. And, nice,
0: and congratulations nice on your win. Yeah, awesome. so
3: thank you so much. We appreciate it.
0: Thank you for listening to Real-Time Real Estate, a podcast brought to you by St. Louis Realtors. Join us next time for more on real estate news, trends, and industry insights. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. St. Louis Realtors, your voice for real estate.